a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back to bring you another great episode today. We have a great, great friend with us. Greg Kate will be joining, to, talking with us today, talking about uh, his favorite <laughs> things in wrestling, how he got into wrestling. You might see him on the street on the wrestling show as the ringmaster, the good-looking referee with the long hair. Uh, we'll also be doing uh, Wrestler of the Month today, too. And we're actually going to keep Greg on, and we're going to put him on the spot. We're going to read him off who we got for our choices for November's Wrestler of the Month. October. I'm sorry, it's close to my birthday, so I'm getting excited. Which actually, by the way, Big Big Kaz's birthday was this past weekend, so we were there to all wish him a happy birthday. So this is just an on-air happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brandon. Thank you, thank you. You know, and I love everybody. Thank you. That's all I got to say. But I want to say something about your intro. You said we could find Greg on the streets. I'd like to know what street that is, and you made him sound like a prostitute, Brokowski. <laughs> well, well, you know, I meant to say I, I had one of the blackout moments, so I meant to say in the ring, but I was trying to look for the r- word ringmaster, and you know, streets, streets is where what I just came to out. You know it's, what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> drugs. One of those brick tree moments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I did smoke a beautiful, delicious blunt before this episode started, so I'm good and high. And I, I figured, I figured I'd let our guest. Hit his uh, dab a little bit longer too, you know. So, Greg, how you doing today, man? What's up, brothers? Oh, no, I'm so glad to be here with you guys, man. This is is gonna be so much fun. I, who am I, I know, I'm actually because re- as we all know, right? I'm a mark, and I'm a mark for my friends for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Just because our viewers or our listeners can't see, he's rocking his Pro Wrestling Edge t-shirt that he did win voting for Wrestler of the Month. I was the first winner. Yes. I, I believe so. I believe that is correct. Young. Yep. I was the Wrestler of the Month. You are. for February. You know, but he's also rocking his War Inc. hat, and which is funny. I just happen to be wearing my... TJ Meyer 
T-shirt. Look what Nick DeGucci got on here. Oh, look what Nick DeGucci got on here. To represent our buddy Greg, I got the referee tee on today. I'm jealous because I'm looking to get some spare ref shirts. And he's like, yeah, man, it's going at the thrift store. I was like, wow, man. Bro, it was completely out of nowhere. We're just walking through and my girl's just like, hey, look. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what you should do? You should hit up the Halloween stores after Halloween when they hit on clearance. There's so many referee costumes I've seen at Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Is the costume shirt the same? It. I mean, it. it's striped. Uh, it. <laughs> I didn't try them on or anything like that, but hey, it's worth a shot. Get a couple extra shirts, you know, just in case somebody wants to get them bloody up. When you start doing all those death matches, uh, we've come a long way from, uh, do you remember the hard plastic mask you couldn't breathe out of and the shitty plastic apron thing that was the costume? Uh, God. No, no, no. We like me. Brandon's old like, like me too. We remember them, but, you know, a lot of times growing up, we had to make our own costumes, so we were always borrowing stuff. But, yeah, them plastic costumes suck. The mask, man, cut into your face. They, man, didn't even make it through the school day, let alone trick or treating. I gotta say, I can't relate on that one. I, I always, I, I had the the rubber masks, the 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 Michael Myers style. You know, I, I didn't get. I was lucky enough not to just survive past those uh, plastic ones. Well, you are a little bit younger than me, Big Kaz and Greg, so. It's a little bit. Not that far, but. <laughs> I'm a 40 piece Long boy. To get the cool Halloween costumes, thankfully. Well, while we're in the past, Greg, I want to actually know. This is actually what I've been dying to find out. Because we talk at all these wrestling shows, but we always talk about current, what's happening today. I want to know when you actually found wrestling as a young child. Or was it later in life? How did you actually come across it? Well, it's funny because me and Dan were talking a little earlier and I was like, you know, about what we were going to talk about. And we, you know, make sure that we had the same idea what we are going to talk about. And, you know, like, it's quite a story, man. A 40-year story. (laughs) I'm going to try to tell you as quick as possible. So my mom always said, I was a wrestling fan before I could speak. I would sit there. My first favorite wrestler was Wildfire Tommy Rich. So I, like, I was literally like three years old, and I loved NWA wrestling, you know, and eventually became a Hulkamaniac. And, you know, I, I owned being a wrestling fan when it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan. And then all of a sudden in high school, it's cool to be a wrestling fan, you know? Nine years old, I lost the tooth. So, I, the, the the teeth jokes don't faze me. Like, let me hear one I never heard. <laughs> so you know, and then uh, high school, the Attitude Era, great time to be a wrestling fan. And all of a sudden, now now you're the you're the the guru of all things that are cool now. You know, but uh, and then. In 2000, I got into a bad car accident. Long story short, to you know, protect the innocent, I my friend was killed. I broke my leg. 
Only chance I, you know, thought I had of trying to be a wrestler was gone then as far as I was concerned. But God got my attention that, you know, more that I was here for a reason. That's when I really started developing a relationship with Jesus, you know. So fast forward, man, like, 07, life got bad, dude. Like, real bad. I, My brother killed himself. My cousin killed herself. And believe it or not, I suffered worse loss than that. And not things, dude, because I go on about fucking things are fucking things. You can get things all day, you know, but serious lie. And so I don't do drugs, kids. So I slip into this drug addiction. I, I'm literally homeless on the streets, living in a van. Who give a fuck about nothing? Like, I I don't care if I just embracing that oh, everything sucks. And this is what my life has become. And man, God pulled me out of it, dude. And you know, he had Bradley. Again, very long story short. And God called me to I was actually suicidal and God called me to Tennessee. Uh, nothing to lose. I I don't care for tomorrow. So I go to Tennessee and start a whole new life. I lived there for like four years, but when it was time to come home, God drug me home. And so rewind a little bit. In 2010, I'm on e-wrestling news, right? I, and a footnote of a story said, tonight we're going to have... Um, Sabu is going to be at this wrestling show in Warren, Michigan. Like, I live in fucking Warren, Michigan. Where is, and there's an, so I call the number and talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, you're on the list. (laughs) So me and my best friend, my nephew and my little brother-in-law go, they were, so JJ is 24. So JJ was probably 12. Bradley was the infant. So we just went and this was XICW at the Hot Rocks. Sabu no shows. Four times I've bought tickets to see Sabu, and zero times have I ever seen Sabu live. <laughs> I don't ever talk shit about anyone, but that is a fact. I've always been a big Sabu fan, but never seen the guy live because he's always no showed everything I ever went to see him on. So, but dude, it was like really cool and crazy. So, he happens, and we come back like four and a half years later and we're driving by that the hot rock or the Ritz, whatever you want to call it and it's as wrestling at like wow they had wrestling last night so we look it up and that's when we found one of the best in Detroit shows and Shane Douglas was on the show so like man I probably see some shitty wrestling maybe if I'm lucky I get to meet Shane Douglas he's like one of my childhood heroes. I'm a Pittsburgh guy, you know? <laughs> so we meet, uh, I go, uh, we get to meet Shane Douglas and dude, the wrestling was phenomenal. And we just started coming back, you know? And we just went to side shows because they're really close to our house. And then, uh, like, we got to know a few people like Neil Harper and, they're telling me about all these other wrestlings going on. And I ain't even friends with anybody on Facebook at this point. And once I start adding people on Facebook, I find out this whole world of wrestling is out there and start traveling down river. And that, fun fact, is how I met Nick and Brandon 
were my friends before Pro Wrestling Edge was ever a thing. We met, and I would say Dan and I were friends. Not, like, close friends, like I consider you now. But, like, we were cool. Me and fucking Brandon hung out and smoked cigarettes and, you know, drank beer at Horror Slam at the fucking VFW. It was great, dude. It was just a great time, man. Nick was there. He wasn't doing the best. And, yeah, we had a good time. Good. Man, many, many more good times since then. Yeah, side note about that first time when we met. Like, I didn't even know who you were. We were outside. And, like you said, Nick wasn't doing the best. It was after his accident. And, like, I just said something to you. I'm like, hey, do you know these people? Is there any way you could get some people to take a picture with my brother? And you're like, bet. I fucking got oh, you. You wanted Jeff King. You asked yeah. me, is there any way that you could get, you know, my brother a picture with Jeff King? I'm like, I promise you, I will get Jeff King to get a picture with your brother. Don't leave here. <laughs> and, and, so my, and it was it was late. It was after the show. And he come out all bloody. It was so cool of him to be so. And it seemed genuine to me that it meant a lot to him, that it meant a lot to you. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, and I tell you, that night was absolutely awesome because that was, you know, my first show back after my accident. And I believe that was, that was the night I was actually inducted into PWE. So I had that and uh, I had all the, everything that uh, Brandon and you had worked up for me that night with all the pictures with everybody. So that was really great. And I really will always appreciate that. Yeah, it was just funny because I, you know, I asked this guy. I didn't even know your name at that point. Like, that was absolutely nothing to me, and it meant the world to you just to pass a message to, to a guy that's not a douchebag. Like, hey, there's a dude out here that, you know, really like to meet you. That's all I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was awesome because I said that, and you're like, I got you, and disappeared. <laughs> I was like, okay, the next thing you know, like, you come out of nowhere, which is like, Right over here. Come here. I got you. Where's Nick at? I'm like, like I said, we, the first time we'd ever met, like, never knew. We didn't know anybody at those shows besides the people that we came with. So, that was that's an awesome memory. That's what's awesome about the interview. Like, yeah, there tends to be a lot of drama or whatever. But, dude, I met the coolest people. And that's a, I've got where I am just because some really cool people like me. You know, like, and I just, I... I'm humbled that like it never gets told to me that like some of these really important people in around here in wrestling like and respect me and that you know like man I, I've gotten mad at a person or two but I tell you this in the position I'm in it benefits me none to have any problem with anybody in the fucking world at all does it benefit me so I actually feel so bad that you haven't seen Sabu yet because like Fuck me him. and Gooch were actually I don't want to see him now the, the same predicament as you were when we went to go see him we are like okay it's Sabu it's probably going to be some crappy wrestling and at least we'll get to see him how sweet is that maybe get a picture and an autograph so we get to Playland. It was my expectation. In like 2014. I want to say it was. It was 2014. 
and we get to play Atlantis, and we see him walk in the door, and we both looked at each other at the same time and was like, he does not look happy to be here at all. He just wanted to walk back around the door, but he noticed everybody just noticed him, so he had to keep going. But he ended up going out and putting on a fantastic show. I actually can't even remember. Was it Briar he fought? I can't remember. I think it was Briar, but the one main thing that I do remember from that match was when I think because me and you were the only ones actually cheering during that match, he came up and gave you that worst fucking hateful fucking stare ever. And it was so great because we're right along the edge. We're right in the aisle way. So he's directly right next to us. And I'm intimidated. And you're just like a kid shitting your pants like so happy. Like, oh, my God. It was great. That's the one thing I can really remember from that match. I think I froze up again. It's funny that you went with similar expectations of very low and were impressed. The thing I always tell this story that impressed me was Dre Jacobs and Chris Moore had this banger, and I knew like it was apparent like they had a conflict, what the conflict was, and you know why they were fighting, and they put on this banger. Two big boys that, man, went at it, and it was such a great match, and it was, you know, I was excited to see what was going to happen next, and I kept coming back. I've been around ever since. You know, you mentioned Wildfire, Tommy Rich, was it? Yeah. From the NWA days. Tell, tell me a little bit about him and some of your favorite matches of his that, if you can recall and remember that he had back so, then. Because I really don't was beefing with Buzz Sawyer. And I used to, my, I lived. I'm from Pennsylvania. That's why I'm a big Steeler fan. We're sorry. And about that. Uh, we would go to. Oh, they got a win yesterday. I'll give them that. And we beat Buffalo. We've beaten Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Just saying. Okay. So, in any event, they we used to go to Wheeling, West Virginia, and to the Pittsburgh Civic Center, and we would. My dad would take me to shows. Like I was so so little. But that's where I met Ole Anderson and my little hand just right in the palm of his hand. And he was nice to me. That's why I, I think I always kind of liked heels and I always loved the four horsemen and especially Ole Anderson because he was cool to me. But I wanted to see Tommy Rich, but there was a gang of people around him. And like it was chaos and. And I was like, oh, look, this is Ole Anderson. I'm like, man, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but he was really cool. But he was beefing with Buzz Sawyer, and that's what I remember, are his matches with Buzz Sawyer. And he would bleed like Flair, too, with the blonde hair. And uh, and when I seen Hogan, it was over. I, yeah, Hogan wasn't really, at that point, like the Hulkamania wasn't even a thing. I, I watched all that come up, but I was instantly drawn to Hogan. I was drawn to anybody the red, with the red, paint, uh, too. Blue trunks with the red shoes, Hogan? Yeah, and then, but as soon as I seen the Ultimate Warrior in 88, I'm about seven at this point, and I was done with Hogan, and I was done with the Ultimate Warrior. 
when I first seen him. So happy when he won the Intercontinental Championship. So mad when he got screwed by Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan at WrestleMania Five. And big Warrior fan. I hated the way it ended with you know Slaughter and everything. And uh, there was a period where I wasn't much a fan for about year, year and a half, and it was around WrestleMania Nine. But most of the new generation era, I was back to being a fan. I was watching it and following it. And, you know, I was here for the, the big blow up. And I've always collected wrestling figures. I have the first five LJN figures that came out. I got them when, when they came out. It was uh, Hogan, Andre with the long curly hair, the Iron Sheik, Jimmy Snuka. Who was the fifth? I, Big John Stud. That's dope. Do you have any other NWA stories that you met anybody uh, other than Ole Anderson? Nope. Nope. No? Actually, my uh, my grandfather had died, and we were on our way to Pennsylvania to um, my grandma, you know, and we stopped on the Ohio Turnpike, and Raw was in Detroit that night, and they were in Pittsburgh the next night. And I was actually changing my nephew. I was 17 then. I was changing my nephew in the bathroom, and I come out, and my brother-in-law, who was a big WCW fan, he's like, hey, you know that Amazon woman from WWF? I think she just went in the bathroom. I'm like, really? And uh, X-Pac comes running by us. So I randomly met X-Pac in a in a plaza on the Ohio Turnpike. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome. I love X-Pac. So that that's just that quick of a moment. I love DX. Yeah, I got him to sign. All I had was a dollar bill. My dad always has a pen. But I found it. Not It's in my Mick Foley book. Either my Mick Foley book or my rock book. I found, I still have most of my wrestling figures. My LJNs and my Hasbros from when I was a kid, I still have most of them. Nice. And the Jacks, when they started the bone-crunching action. Those were a lot funner to play with. I will get down playing with wrestling figures right now. God dang, you said the bone-crunching action. You just took me back there, bud. I remember that. <laughs> yep. Yep, with the bone-crunching action. Talking action figures. I just bought the Hollywood Hulk Hogan one from uh, while I was at TKW the other night. Uh, at Taylor Town, I was walking around before the show and caught the the Hollywood Hulk Hogan from NWO. See, I want to buy loose figures or find them in the store because I'm just opening this shit. Like, you know, I, there's been some figures that I paid premium money for, like the. Uh, the Jack Pacific fucking Yokozuna. Yeah. I paid a lot of money for that fucking thing. And yeah, I just ripped it open and played with it. I'll send you a message, Greg, after the show. Next time you're down in Monroe from IWR, there's a place here in Monroe at the mall, and this guy sells loose figures. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm playing with them, bro. I'm buying them to play with them. I have some shit in packages. I have I have the the bone crunching action, the first manager series. I have a Sonny and I have uh I have the the George the Animal Steel with the fucking hairs on his back. 
with the real hair. Yeah, I had that LJN. <laughs> I have that LJN too, but no, the fucking the legend one has hair. Oh, it like, actually has hair. Yeah, he actually has hair. It's pretty gross looking. It's well, sweet. There's two LJNs. There's one that has the mold of the hair, but they don't paint it. And then there's one that they paint it. And I had the one that they painted the hair. Okay, my hairs are not painted. He has the hair texture, but mine's not painted. Yeah, mine was painted. Ugh. But I sold all my LJNs and uh, and and Hasbro's and made quite a bit of money. So you might want to. Think I used about to take my uh, my LJNs with the red boots, and you could mash them on the forehead and get color. <laughs> Right. Especially my guys with the red boots got scuffed on the boot. I almost lost it when you said sunny bone crunching action. And I wasn't thinking action figure when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sunny. That that's a sad story. That, <laughs> man. Like, and the worst possible thing that could have happened, happened from her drinking. The one thing everybody got to say, you're going to kill somebody one day. And now she's fucking killed somebody. So and she's from been the past, there 5,000 times. We're going to go ahead and jump into what we like doing now is going to indie shows. I'm going to pass it over to Nick the Gooch. I said... So we've basically already heard your introduction to indie wrestling, how you found it and whatnot. Throughout the years of being a part of indie wrestling and in red and watching indie wrestling, what have been some of your favorite matches? Obviously the uh, Dre Jacobs and Chris Moore immediately comes to mind. And, um, Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I can't. Who did Hotch wrestle at the GCW versus Forest Slam show? It stole the show. Oh, um, man. Alex Weir, wasn't it? I don't think so. I thought it was Hotch and... No, I thought it was Hotch and Weir. No, it was that dude that got canceled. Black guy. AJ Gray. AJ Gray, yeah. AJ Gray. Yeah, that was a good match. That was such a good... That was one I definitely remember. And, yeah, a lot of MM3 matches. Another one that... One of my favorites, maybe my favorite death match ever, Randy and Mickey at RPW, right? They brawled all over outside. I recorded the match. It's like 40-some minutes long. Yeah. I on this one. And, dude, they beat the fuck out of each other and then smiled in the ring and drank a beer. It was unbelievable, dude. It was brutality. And it's like you've ever seen. As brutal as anything you've ever seen. I mean, dude, from cannons to trees. That spot where they're fighting on the trailer was fucking crazy, dude. Outside. That's a stiff trailer. Yeah, dude. And they were fucking yeah. body slamming each other like crazy on that shit. Oh, like, a, it, like, mine is wood, dude. This thing's solid metal. Yeah. Flat trailer. I like how they incorporated the tank in front of the BFW, too. That was pretty awesome for the match. 
I thought for sure they were breaking Bezik's windows. Mm. So your car, your car is like, oh. Those are my first words when I seen it. Was oh, I'm glad that's not my car. <laughs> yeah. So, I know, as we all know, we all know a lot of indie wrestlers, and I'm going to put you on the spot on this. Who are some of, if not one, are the favorite indie wrestler of yours? Let's give them top five. Make favorite them wrestler. Top, top five. five is so much easier. Now, my favorite wrestler, it's so hard because some of my favorite people are wrestlers. So I'm going to be fair and tell you who I think the top five wrestlers are. And, I mean, do you want to just take Hotch out of the conversation and call him a fucking signed guy? He, he's, he's, he's a lock. We agree with that, and it's been known. Yeah, absolutely. Guy. Obviously, Hotch is at the top of the list, right? And this is going to shock you because you guys know me well because we were just having this conversation the other night. But Adam Wick, definitely. And Tommy Vendetta, and not yeah, death as a deathmatch guy, as a wrestler. Uh, I, Tommy Vendetta is a really good wrestler as a wrestler. So, Adam Wick and Tommy Vendetta, definitely. And MM3, he's, you know, one of the best in-ring guys that we have around here. And then, man, the next two might surprise you. That That's why it's good. Because we, we're taking Price out, too. Yeah. Even though yeah, I got to take Price out. Uh, uh, Price and Hotch, I think, were on everybody's list, so we can take them out. Yeah, and and they're pretty much signed guys, dude. It's only a, a minute for them to get noticed. Let them go out there and do something and, you know, see how they react. We let them wrestle each other. They're kind of grouping them together and it, giving it attention that they're gut check guys. They did the same with Shogun. They did when uh, Hotch had that singles match that he did with somebody. They didn't give him a whole lot of shine in that match. But, um, dude, Ryan, Matthias, and KJ Reynolds. Those two guys are so good and are going to be so good. And that they're they're right there on my list. See, I'm obviously with a phenomenal character, you know. When Dante Keith would be on my list, but he's not he's not active right now. And he's a guy that you'll hear him say, you see the clips like doing the crazy shit. I tell you, he got more over not doing the crazy stuff with you know so much and I think some of these younger guys will realize that like KJ you you don't have to do every movie notes every match and once he finds that balance dude it's going to be so good and to put it together and they man this Ryan Mathias I don't know how much you've seen him the kid's a banger machine with anybody. <laughs> Actually, that was another one of the matches I was going to bring up was his match with Blake. Unbelievable. 
Oh, no, I agree with you 100% on Ryan and KJ. I, I talk to Sean Tyler about them every time I see him and, you know, that basically that entire class and shit. I got people busting my ass because I'm such a fan of Ryan and KJ. Uh, Ryan impressed me in his match with MM3 and Mike Elgin. Yeah. When he put himself in that match, that was absolutely the be his best match to date. But it's not saying any of his matches he's had since are bad. But he that was putting himself on the map, and the kid did a good job. Well, the and, match the match that really impressed me, I told you guys at UCW, he was in that gang warfare. He was on the Coven team, and he went toe to toe with Dread King, toe to toe with Roy Williams, toe to toe with Kyle and Nate and Johnny Bravo. I and Ryan held his own. That was the one that and Bryce Sullivan. He he went toe to toe with Bryce Sullivan. You know, these are some big guys, and and Ryan held his own and. And that's where I was really impressed by Ryan. And you could say this thing about KJ, too. I mean, shit, just look at the match he had at Metro Pro when he won the title against Hotch and Adam Wick in that, in that three-way match. That was absolutely a banger of a match. Absolutely. I, that's another thing, like, these young guys like them and I – hope this is not wrong for me to say, but being now so involved in wrestling that I see how this shit comes together, man, there's a lot going on and a lot to remember and understand that's, you know, and it, it's amazing to see from that part of it from the, okay, we got fucking... KJ versus Ryan for the sake of that's who the two guys we're talking about right now. And you got five to seven or whatever, you know what I mean? And they they come up with it, they remember it, and I'm not talking shit, but it gets difficult as a ref doing four matches to know and like, all right, and we're gonna do this and so like, you know, you they're doing all this shit outside. I got to not count them out. Gotta, you know what I mean? Remember that. And then, you know, the match, <laughs> it can get a lot to remember. And that kind of got to remember the end and maybe a, a thing or two, you know, in each match. Like, they got a lot to remember. And to watch it come together and see them, you know, visualize it and talk it out. And then to see it come together, it's fucking amazing. Wrestling is so amazing. It's so beautiful. I am so blessed to be a part of it. Uh, so that's like the, where my story goes from there. You know, I said the right people liking me, and one of my friends had a need for a low boy. I was going to buy a low boy, and it needed work. What kind of work? It needs padding ropes and canvas. Uh, I'll spare you the details. It's fucking expensive. I'm like, well, how much is a new ring? I'm like, well, I'll pray about it. And I have a friend that was like, dude, this is a great idea for you. I'll help you buy it, you know. So I'm praying about it. And then the stimulus shit comes up. So <laughs> I bought the ring with the stimulus check, literally. I literally, when the money went in my account, I PayPal'd it to Monster Rings and they started building my ring. And that's, that's how it started all. I, you know, I know say COVID was rough on people. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me was COVID, really. And it put me in this position. The only reason 
And again, it's just the way, I guess, God's plan for me and knowing that this has been my joy and my love from fucking diapers, you know, sitting there not even able to speak, watching wrestling. And I wanted to be a wrestler when I was a kid, but like, come on, dude, I knew I'm looking at Hulk Hogan. That's my idol. And look at me. You see me. I've been built like this my whole life. I got abs and shit, but there ain't a lot to me. You know, I'd be getting a toothpick stand. You know? <coughs> we it fell in my lap. I did a party. I booked a whole wrestling show in someone's backyard and it went it was absolutely awesome and it had no business being any good. And I needed a wrap and I'm like, well fuck, I know the rules. I bought a shirt and I did it myself. And that led to, you know. They say, tell you in wrestling, you know, always bring your gear. Being in the right place at the right time with gear. And this is, here's my big secret, right? My goal when I go out there and ref is to not suck. Don't fuck up the finish. Don't get in the fucking way. Just don't fucking suck. And everybody thinks I'm so great. I'm not great. I just don't suck. You know, I try not to draw attention to myself. I try to, you know, I really try not to, and, you know, and I, I was blessed with opportunities, people that, you know, the right people who, to watch, like Briar, and, you know, I started training with Corky Robinson, he had offered, you know, to train me, and I, I have enough respect for what refs do that I want to know all the details, and I learned things about wrestling that I absolutely had no idea about. The reason I'm not here to kill the business, but you know, just things that like I never, I never would have thought, and that you know, the, yeah. the ref can be important. Yeah. I mean, something as simple as telling guys, "Hey, the fucking floor is wet over there." And it's like, well, thank you so much, dude. We're gonna I was like, yeah, I know. Plan was like to brawl over there. I'm like, yo, it's all wet over there. <laughs> Like, that was, like, something that was really appreciated. <laughs> Simple. Well, you know, you already started talking about it. It's like you know what we're going to ask you before we ask you here. You're, you're segueing into it perfectly. Now, were you involved in shows before you even had the ring? Did you ever do ring crews for promotions? And what else did you do? Let's go back. Let's rewind back to the start start of you getting involved in what we'll call a, you know, career in wrestling. So, yeah, thank you, actually, because that's a big thing that I – and dude, the guy gets a lot of shit, but he's never done me wrong. Peter B. Beautiful invited me in the wrestling business. I was doing the podcast with Day Day, and he invited us to do commentary for TKW. And I was like, all right, you know, and I started on my own going and paying dues at any promotion that would, you know, allow us to be around and help out and shit and – that's how I initially started, you know, getting in the business. I never went in the locker room, I, you know, nothing but respect. When I first would rap, it was, like, weird to be in the locker room. And, like, I did the ring at Metro Pro, and I didn't rap. I didn't go in the locker room. I got no business in there, you know. Yes. Yeah, um, like you said, Peter B. asked you to do stuff. You show, What did you do for him? Just put the hair down and like my gift from God is like I fix things. My mind 
I can hack anything. Give me a problem, and I will see what we have. What do we have? A, a couple pieces of plastic, and well, I got a screw gun and some screws. You know what I mean? I got some zip ties. Like, I can make shit happen with nothing, you know? And it came in handy at a lot of times, you know, helping with setup and stuff. So we were at TKW. They had this outside show. I don't know if any of you guys were there. It was like in a parking lot at a bar or some shit. And uh, they had, I think it was Ace Austin defended the X Division Championship against MM3 there. Mm -hmm. So Tilly buys this giant fucking like 20 or 30 foot outdoor like tent for a locker room, right? It's dope. And it's set up out in the parking lot, right? Dude, a big-ass gust of wind comes, launches this thing into the air and upside down. destroys <laughs> it. I was like, well, the first thing we need to do is take the top off it because that's what gave it the thrust, you know? So we, uh, and it's funny, this came up with uh, Kyler Coleman because he was there. He was a green kid in training. And <laughs> They're like, dude, what do you want to do? Dude, they were literally, they were going to have people change behind a U-Haul van. Like, what we got? I was like, dude, give me a minute. Like, we'll make this work somehow. So, yeah, I rigged what was left of it and made something happen. <laughs> we just salvaged our locker room. So, you went from doing teardowns and setups to giving the boys a locker room in a random parking lot. So they're not changing behind U-Haul trucks too. You bought a ring. And actually, that's another memory that I share with you. Remember seeing you at a show in Rockwood and you come up to me showing me screenshots and everything because you were so excited. You had just bought this ring. Now, when you yeah. bought the ring, you, you told us a story. The stimulus check was a blessing. Um, obviously, we've known what you've done and where you've been with this ring. It's clearly paid for itself just not in money, but in the connections that you've made and the people that you've met. But like, did you ever think it was going to go that far? I was hoping when I got it that I could get two or three bookings a month. And what I was really banking on it for, cause I do lawn sprinkler. So I don't work in the winter and that would be perfect. That extra money to get, if I could get just, two or three promotions that run once a month, right? And man, I've been so blessed. We had sometimes six, eight in a month, you know? And it's, yeah, it's definitely paid for itself. And there's ongoing expenses. Like I had to buy all new turnbuckles. I had to replace five boards after the first Circle Stick show. And it was, I mean, they didn't fuck my boards up. They, we set it up in a board pop because they were getting all weird and shit. But five boards cost 200 bucks. And it took me and Cherish two hours to find five fucking decent pieces of wood at Home Depot. <laughs> so, you know, and you say the expenses come with it, but being in the business a little bit more and you see it, like you kind of now expect that, right? Like you see how buying new turnbuckle pads is going to advance what your ring looks like and improve your reputation and you know ring skirtings i know you've actually improved it and got it to where you can make it from a low boy to a big boy you know so the only reason i bought it was because the area had a need for a low ring and i was sick of seeing busted ceiling tiles and shit you know and that was my only claim. I was getting so many calls for a tall ring and 
you know, so yeah, I bought the metal and I had my, my, uh, one of my best friends, uncle is a fabricator. I took him one of my poles and I said, dude, I need this, but measure from the top instead of the bottom. And the bottom is going to be taller. And he's like, he understood. I didn't know nothing about wrestling, but everything's precise, man. All my, all my turnbuckles are where they're supposed to be. And it's, I can't thank him enough, man. He did such a great job. Dude, he charged me like 50 bucks a pull to weld it. Well, yeah, hell of a guy, dude. And he's, uh, but man, it's been such a blessing. And I got circle six. I got the opportunity to go to Cleveland and I, I got the opportunity to referee for circle six, which was, you know, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> so you mentioned Circle Six, and we know a couple of the other promotions. But name off the promotions that you've uh, been to because of running your ring out and stuff like that. If you feel that you could talk about that, I don't want you. Oh, no, no, I absolutely can. It's no secret for sure. So I've done. Let's see, Circle Six. Um, that's probably the biggest one I've done. And Horror Slam, RPW, and F Five. And uh, FU, XICW, um, uh, Capital Pro in Lansing, and I went to Grand Rapids for them as well. Um, I worked for Jacob Braun, did a party for him. Um, Metro Pro. Um, no, there was other ones too. Oh, New Breed, obviously. That was the first customer I had when I got the ring. And more like, oh, Grizzly, the old DSW. And, then, and like, wow. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's what is obviously doing what I say I'm going to do and being where I say I'm going to be and not playing politics. I've been offered, I'll give you more money. I don't do that. I honor my first booking. I try to follow, you know, what I've been taught by people I respect, you know. And when I have a question, man, I am so lucky. I call DBA and DBA answers me immediately. And like, I'm not bragging, dude. I'm like blessed that that man will answer my text message within, you know, a minute of me sending it to him. And anytime, day or night. Hey, I ever have a question of what to do, and I've been there like, hey, man, you know, yeah, this is weird. And oh, when little line, uh, not to stir up drama, but there was some drama, right, at my birthday. Someone forgot to pay their bill. DBA knew about it. Fucking kept me a quarter after nine in the morning. This is like, didn't you happen 12 hours ago? And DBA knows about it. He's like, what the hell happened? I'm like... Uh, like, I tell you, man, like, you don't know. They say he's the godfather. He is the godfather. He knows everything that goes on in wrestling. And he, oh, and that's another thing. Uh, old time wrestling, uh, October 29th. I'm gonna put him over. They, uh, they're in Detroit. I'm doing the ring for that. It, you know, it's funny you say that because we were going to promote that show anyways, and you just did it for us. Old time wrestling, October 29th. There was that plug. You you did it. You got it, Greg. That's awesome. Are you, you going to come help me carry this ring up the fucking fire escape? Yo, you need some help? You need a ring crew? Fuck yeah. I'm in. Always. 
Hey, you guys, I went to get to hit a drive through at Wendy's. You guys were meeting me. I was there way early, right? And you're like, ah, people aren't here yet. I'm like, all right, I'll be right back. I come back. Almost the whole ring was put together. You guys put it up. The RPW show where we got to make our wire ring. Wasn't that? Yeah. Yep. It was us. Oh, and- my God. It was so awesome. Your bar- and yeah, I was it was us and TJ Meyer. Yeah, it was us and TJ Meyer did your ring. There was a couple other people in there. I don't remember Sean, exactly who. Sean Woolley was there. Yep. Yep. Sean Woolley, yep, TJ Meyer, and shout us. Shout out to him. Yep. Do you shout out to everybody we love? So, you know, with that, you got into rapping. Um, you're loving life. You're learning things. And where, where does it go from here? Are you going to keep uh, – do you – Put yourself out there, or you just you show up with the shirt and then just look to get asked. Is that how you do it? You like show up at the ring, like, hey, I do this also. So that that's happened. They are uh, like, I have like I told. I don't think I should say who, the worker, who the booker of Circle Six. I told them that I I rap and okay, so Detroit show. They're literally looking for a ref. And shout out to TJ Meyer and Tony Garrix. Like, hey, Greg raps. Tony goes, and another one pipes up. Yeah, Greg's a really good ref. And I almost said his name. And the guy's like, oh, I forgot. He told me he rapped. So, you know, that's how I got the opportunity with Circle Six. And uh, it's just great. DBA, he, uh, I had obviously refed in front of Ross at FU, which can you tell a controversial story? I don't know. It's no secret, right? Rivera was mad at me. He talked shit about me in my ring because it was short, right? It was right around the time I got this medal, too, which shout out to him because he really put a fire up my ass to do what I needed to do for myself. But, you know, just uh, anyway. <laughs> so, he's booked to wrestle at a show that's used in my ring. And the promoter booked me to ref that match and use it in the storyline. So, you know, they are. But I'm friends with everybody. Absolutely everybody in the wrestling business. I had no problem with no person. And I won't. I've learned a lot because I've gotten sucked into it here and there. You know what I mean? And... I hear stuff. People tell me stuff, and you know, people are always gonna say things about people, but just kind of ignore it. it. It doesn't matter because, and that's how I say it. So, how did I get all of these promotions to call me? And this is this is the thing: any wrestler within a hundred miles to here knows who I am or knows how to get a hold of me. Any promoter running a show within 90, 100 miles of here has a wrestler on their show that knows how to get a hold of me if they need a ring. And I have a nice, comfortable, the guys love to bump in my ring. And they did me so swell just telling all these promoters, call him out. I'll drop his name. Ace Evans, old Grizzlies. If you don't call Greg, I'm going to, I'm not interested in, you know, wrestling here because this ring is not good. And he got me that on that alone. You know, that 
That's like awesome. So when Tom Williams was selling that padding, he only had three sets. I was like, I'm getting it. DBA, I don't know if you know this. It's kind of a well-known fact. XICW's padding for the last 10, 15 years, it's fucking carpeting, dude. Not padding, carpeting. That Death Valley driver I took from DBA was on the carpeting on the two by twelves. <laughs> oh shit! It's not joking. <laughs> yeah, but I went to Lima, met Tom Williams. Hell of a guy. I love Tom Williams. He's been so good to me, and even I mean, I guess I'm gonna kind of brag like this stuff that. He and he should be charging people to get them what he's getting them for the price he's getting. He taught me how to do it myself. That's what a hell of a guy. Tom Williams don't know me for shit. He don't owe me shit. He don't. You know, he had no reason to do anything but collect my money and watch me load my me and DBA's padding in my truck. But he sat there and he talked to me and my wife for hours and he. He's like, man, you know, come on down. Actually, we were supposed to go to Toledo. Me and Dan were going down there. We were going to work with them. Yeah, Tom does a lot for us, too. That yeah. People don't know about, but, yeah, he does a lot for us, too. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Williams, dude. Great guy. I love that guy. That's, that's some ideas. I have an idea to get ring skirts and sell advertising on them because I got four sides of the ring, right? You order the skirts and, you know, sell the advertising. The advertising will pay for the skirts. Plus, I'll make some cheese. And it's typically most of these indie pros, they don't give a fuck what's on the ring skirt. And, you know, you can put something over it. If you ain't got something to put over it, my advertising will be on it. So we talked about your origin story. We talked about your favorite indie wrestlers. We talked about your career. Now we're going to fly on up to the bird's nest. Jaybird, I know you got some things for Greg here. Oh, yeah, you know it. So, Greg, man, let's go outside the ring, man. What are some of your hobbies? What else do you do besides the ring? I am the most boring guy in the world. I'm a Steeler fan. I like football. play fantasy football. I'm 5-1 right now. I only lost to DBA. I lost. And if you follow it right, I'm watching the game. Aaron Rodgers throws this bullshit shovel pass to Aaron Jones. He scores. They get points, right? So they run like that same play later. And I'm watching my points, and, like, they're not going up. And I'm like, dude, it says he only has one touchdown. And uh, I we go to NFL.com, and it says on the scoring, it had him with two touchdowns, but – when you went to the scoring plays, they re-scored that first one as a rushing touchdown. So I lost by five points and lost that touchdown. I would have beat DBA. The fucking team truly wins everything. Kyler Coleman's team blows up on him, right? And like with a couple guys left, he pulls it out. Right now, Caden is in first place in the one division. He he's undefeated. Uh DBA is undefeated in my division. I've only lost once. And uh, they're playing each other. And Caden's like 90-some percent projected to win. DBA's got Judy left. Like, I would not be surprised if DBA fucking wins somehow. The guy truly wins everything. 
<laughs> well, maybe your luck will change soon enough. <clears throat> Being a Steeler fan, though, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> new quarterback, though. Look, we got six fucking rings, pal. Six. Hey, what team did you lose the last Super Bowl to that you played in? Greg likes learning the pass. Oh, yeah. So, I li- I had just moved to Tennessee, and my my mom died right after. So, my dad bought me a bus ticket, a round-trip bus ticket for to come there for my mom's little memorial gimmick. So, we ended up and rented a car instead so we could take Bradley and Cherish. So, we, like, had this on hold. So, the Steelers <laughs> make it to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, that's a perfect chance to use this ticket. I was so fucking sure we were going to win, dude. So sure. I go all the way from Memphis, Tennessee to Detroit in, you know, February, watch a game with my dad, and, you know, hung out for a day and a half. Went the long fucking ride home, man. Yeah. So it's pricket the hope. Is this is he the chosen one? What's your take on him? What's your take on Kenny? Is he the one? I love him, and I think he is the one, and I think he's perfect for the team. I don't think he's ready. I don't think I I don't think they should start him no more. I think they should let him get well and continue to learn. I think those games he played in, he wasn't asked like. If you really like had watched the games, like he threw the three picks in the one game, dude. Two of them were tip balls, and one was a hail mary. You know what I mean? Was that the game that he had all completions and the three interceptions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He two tip balls and a hail mary. It was like, you know, the stats don't truly tell the story, and he's not as good as I guess you would like to see. But you know, and it lit a fire under Mitch and. They, the Steelers ain't doing nothing. I knew it last year. They got the perfect storm and limped into the playoffs, and they didn't do nothing. I knew they wouldn't do nothing. They, they haven't had a contender in a couple of years. If they could get healthy, they could in a year or two because they draft so well. And they, if you notice, like historically, they won't be married to uh, – they'll draft a new receiver. He'll make him a star. Mike Wallace, but – Gancy Thigpen, even further back, like that when it comes time to pay the guy, besides like Heinz Ward, they never really pay the guy. They let him go. And the only one who re- really did shit was Emmanuel Sanders. It was him, Mike Wallace went, um, Santonio Holmes. He had a good year or two with the Chargers. They made an example out of him for getting caught with a joint or some bullshit. But they, uh, and they draft well, dude, and even defensive players. When Joey Porter went, when uh, Harris Harrison went. Nice, nice. Well, we go all those guys, who's your uh, top five in your fantasy pick? So, fuck Jeremiah Goldman for picking Josh Allen because that was like the center, and he is. He's the man. I end up with Kelsey. I didn't even want him. I So – my plan, it's a points per reception league. I'm going definitely going receiver, receiver. And I got, like, the fifth pick. And, uh, like, the first two picks, like Jonathan Taylor 
and Derrick Henry. I, I go into the league and make sure I'm like, this is a PPR league, right? Why is nobody picking Cooper Cup? And the pick before me, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson are there. And I'm hoping to get one of those two guys. And Cooper Cup got picked right before my pick. I picked Jefferson. When it came back, I picked Debo Samuel. And then I picked A.J. Brown. And then my first running back I picked was that fucking bum Cam Akers. <laughs> in the meantime, like, I was about to re- pick a running back, and Kelsey was there. And I was like, I can't not pick him. He shouldn't even be there right now, you know? And I should have picked Josh Allen, dude. And then Goldman ends up with Allen, but I got Aaron Rodgers, who's really shitting the bat on me. And Kelsey's done me great. My three receivers. I got Josh Jacobs from the from the Rams and or the Rams, the Raiders, and Singletary from Buffalo, who's not great. Don't worry, Roger. Well, we're winning. Two other people on this podcast, too, other than you. So don't feel so bad. <laughs> it's, it's a rough year to be a Packers fan. Yeah, I tried. I tried, Kaz. <laughs> it fucking failed me. The one year I tried. I just, I, I don't give a, I just don't know what it is. I don't know if. Aaron Rodgers need to do less ayahuasca or more ayahuasca at this point, but he needs to figure something out. <laughs> more. I'm the answer is always more. The fucking pill. You know, it's, it's too much. Me and Josh will talk on game day sometimes, and like I told him, I think yesterday, I'm like, it's it's not even the same Rodgers, not at all. No. He's not hitting the passes he used to, but in the, and if you think about it, it could be rhythm too, man. Our receivers. They're not terrible receivers, like, at first look when you look at them. They just can't play. Like, it's just not coming together, and it's They're upset. They're terrible. They just can't play. They just can't put it together. They can't put it together, you know. They're not ass at all. They have no the MVP is ass. You know, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe Deshaun Jackson will come to Green Bay like he wants to. Maybe he should. Maybe they should get A.B. What? No, stay away from that. I'll help you get a wide receiver at this point. Cobb was down yesterday. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's not season ending, but that sucks big time. And like, but you know, OBJ would be a nice thought. But who knows when the timetable is when he's going to come back? Why waste the money? You know, pursuing or roster spot pursuing. You know, Deshaun Jackson's healthy. He came out said he's ready to come back and play. So, I mean, fingers crossed. Let's make a move. This is awful for me to say, especially as a Christian, but, like, I love the failure of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, the way they did us. Like, I sadly, like, especially Le'Veon Bell, I wanted him to suck so bad, and he did, and it brought me so much joy. But then his punk ass gets a ring and shows what an ungrateful twit he is by – Barry and Andy Reid, like he just shows what a real douchebag he is, you know. And I think Pittsburgh did a great job of hiding AB's douchism in house for a long time until they couldn't, and they were like, "Oh uh, yeah, you're not playing. We ain't seen you in three days," you know. And then oh, he's out of there, and then he, you know, instantly. Buff, you know, uh, the Raiders blew his shit right up. You know, they were. <laughs> They weren't used to all that. 
like Pittsburgh was. And then he was a good boy for a minute. Won a ring in Tampa Bay. I hate that they both got a ring, though. Yeah, you're, you're, they get the last laugh. And they're both rich, and I'm poor, so. You're really digging that knife in deep, talking crap about my Le'Veon Bell from Michigan State. You know, oh, but you. he's, he's going to be a, he's a professional boxer now. He just beat the shit out of Adrian Peterson, and now he says he's going pro, so that's funny. I thought AP was going to kick his ass. I didn't know what to expect from it, to be honest, but, you know. <laughs> Dude, I was so intrigued by it, and I didn't even know what was going to happen, and I got a ESPN alert one day that said, uh, I was like, oh, somebody. Yeah, because they did it, like, the night before, like, the first week of the NFL Sunday games. It was, like, the Saturday. I had wrestling. I know because I was coming. It was after a wrestling show. I seen uh, notifications. Nice, nice. Well, Brokowski, you want to take over? Yeah, definitely. Definitely will take over. Because this is actually the only part of the podcast where we let the guests go. But that's not happening this time. We're actually going to keep Greg on with us to get who his opinion is on roster of the month. And he's going into this blind. He's not going to know who we got I don't or why we got him until we start telling him. So we're going to let Dan do the ad read. And I'm going to judge this fairly. I'm judging this by how I feel these wrestlers performed in the month of October. So for all things Pro Wrestling Edge, you can find us on social media at PWE Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, you can find us there. Also, um, PWEPod.com is where you can find all the episodes for Pro Wrestling Edge, for Talking Sports, and the newest season of Edge of the Mind. Um, there's also a link to our Brainbuster Tea store to get that Pro Wrestling Edge merch. Edge of the Mind does have a Facebook group page, Edge of the Mind Pod by PWE. Um, we can't do this without our partners and sponsors. First off is Roo Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Roo Psychedelics. The link to the Etsy store will be in the description of this episode. <coughs> Whirlwind Productions Detroit. If you're looking for any podcast production work or voiceover work, reach out to them. Facebook and Instagram, Whirlwind Productions DET. Or you can email them at... Uh, whirlwindproductionsdet at gmail.com Brain Jerk Entertainment uh, they're more than a podcast you can find all their content at brainjerk.com they're on Facebook at Brain Jerk Entertainment Company Brain Jerk Entertainment on TikTok and Instagram um, they do such great work they go live every day on Facebook Twitch, YouTube so check them out uh, we couldn't do this without our sponsors uh, Ronnie at Jaquist Photography. Looking for any type of photography work, reach out to Ronnie. He does everything, but he's transitioned from professional wrestling to the world of photography. Uh, he's got into promo pics. He's got into – he actually did some um, some photography work for TKW as well. But weddings, parties, anything that you need, reach out to Jaquist Photography. That's Jaquist Photography, J-A-Q-U-I-S, photography on Facebook and TikTok. Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram. And horror underscore style on Twitter. Also, if you're looking for any graphic design work, reach out to Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix on Facebook. 
If you're looking for a quick turnaround time and affordable pricing, Tony's your guy, so reach out to him. Also, Combat One Wrestling. Combat One Wrestling's vision is to showcase the best professional wrestling money can buy. Their audience is all of us. Their mission is to always deliver. And join uh, Combat One on October 28th and become one as their show in um, Waterford Township at the Elite Sportsplex. Um, bell time is 7.15. Uh, doors open at 6.45. Um, Bullet Club's Chris Bay will be there. ECW legend Rhino will be there, amongst others. Um, you can get tickets at the door starting at $15 or online at Eventbrite. The link to the Eventbrite will be in the uh, description of this episode. Um, so go out and support Combat One Wrestling. Uh, you can find them on Facebook at Combat One, Combat One Official on Instagram and Twitter. So check out Combat One. And, uh, I'll go back to Brokowski. For Wrestler of the Month. I wish I'd do it at Twitter Ben 10, but it is what it is. But we got October Wrestler of the Month going down this month. This will be one of your last chances to put your DMs in and let us know who you want to choose to be Wrestler of the Month to win some free merch because everybody loves free shit. Greg is a previous winner. He's rocking it himself. We also, while you're at it, if you have pictures with us or of yourself wearing our merch, throw those in our DMs as well so we can kind of put together this montage that we have planned for the, the end of the year kind of thing going. So we definitely want to get those too. So you might as well kill two birds, one stone. We'll absolutely love you for it. This month is October. And I think we're going to start with Nick, 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 the fucking gooch. Nick the gooch. (laughs) This month, my selection was Sean Tyler. He was trained by Dan the B. Severin, Truth Martini, American Kickboxer, Jimmy Jacobs, and Josh Raymond. He's been in the business for 17 years. Highlights, he's worked with Demolition Axe in a tag team match alongside of a former tag team partner of his, a person we all know and love, Schwartzy. He was also invited to take part in the Impact Wrestling Gut Check Challenge in 2022 at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio. And he's also worked with several past and present uh, WWE and AEW Impact performers stars, such as Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, Sammy Callahan, Demolition Axe, uh, John Moxley, Madman Fulton, uh, Zach Gowan, Jake Something, Rohit Raju, and Jimmy Jacobs. And all links to his social media you can find on linktr.ee forward slash purge night 313. Well, <clears throat> for my October Wrestler of the Month nominee. <laughs> is going to be none other than the caveman himself, Elk. He was trained by Truth Martini. He's been in the business since 2008. Three of his greatest highlights of his career. Three-time Clash champion. First ever Big League Bruce champion. And he protected the universe in the cosmic collision against Dr. Wrecking Ball. You can find them on all the social medias at Caveman Elk. 
the YouTube is Three Wise Men Media. And why not? Elk is the shit. He literally saved the universe against Dr. Wrecking Ball, and he continues to hold that up. Jaybird tweets on Mammy. Oh, I got something for you. I got someone for you. Top Gun himself, the man. He's been trained by Truth Martinis. You know where from. He's in a year into the business. He was the PWAS tag champ, FU trios champ, and Metro Pro tag champ. Nothing but champ upon this list. Then you can go ahead and find him on Instagram, Maximilian02, or Twitter at Top Gun MDM. And let's see, uh, who do you got, Brokowski? <laughs> I got. He made you do it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I'm choosing Heather Blue for my October wrestler of the month. She's been in the biz for about a year and a half, two years. She was trained by Xavier Justice, Aaron Orion, and Road Rash via Pure Pro Wrestling. Three of her highlights include she was student of the month at PPW in June of 2022. She was a part of the PPW first ever all women's main event at No Holds Barred 22. And she also participated in Indie Idol in 22. And you can find her on Facebook at The Relentless Heather Blue, Instagram Heather underscore Blue. And on Twitter at Heather Blue. And you should also vote for her. She's a dog lover and everybody loves dogs. Dan O'Mac, who you got? So um, good luck to all the other nominees. But now we come to the winner of October. Um, my nomination for Wrestler of the Month for October is none other than Chin Strap Jesus Kyle Barrett. Kyle's been trained by Scott Demore. He's been in the business for five years. Uh, some of his career highlights is he began wrestling in Canada. He's the former Horror Slam heavyweight champion. He was the first undeniable champion. He's a multi-time IWR tag team champion. And he says his greatest accomplishment to date, if you guys don't know this as of right now, he is one of the owners of Combat One Wrestling uh, that are uh, partners with us that have uh, the show on the 28th. Um, everyone knows... Kyle does the job of the heel the best. Everybody hates him. Everybody boos him at these shows. What that means is he's good at what he does. He's good in the ring. He was chosen to be the first ever opponent for Darren McCarty. As he began his professional wrestling career, he's been in the ring with Rhino. Um, everyone knows whether or not you like him or not. When you're there, you're booing him. He's, he deserves your respect and to become Pro Wrestling Edge is October Wrestler of the Month. You can find him on Instagram at kbarrett underscore one, two, three. So everyone vote for the game changer, Chinstrap Jesus, Kyle Barrett. Man, I love Kyle. How can you do this to me? How can you nominate him? He is a co-host on my show, Talking Sports, Dan. Did you not nominate AVZ, the other co-host of Talking Sports? <laughs> Well, that's my co-host. I'm allowed to. <laughs> Yo, look okay. at Gucci's is already supporting my girl rocking the blue hair right there. So I already know if he could vote. I already know who he'd be voting for. 
I'm not making the competition because I have not had one of my selections win yet. So, but I feel really confident. So, in my head. so and that's why Top Gun's going to take away with the big three. Now that, my boys know so, where it's at. So, Greg, now that we've given you the nominations for this month, we told you we're going to put you on the spot. You didn't know who was nominated till just now. So I also asked you if you would do your vote for Wrestler of the Month for October on the podcast. So, Greg, it is your time to give your vote for Pro Wrestling Edge's October Wrestler of the Month. All really great nominees. I was thinking about it. So we're, we're dealing with October, and, you know, we're – we're mid-October. So I, I'm i thinking back to the last month. Who is the wrestler of this month? Heather Blue, I've only seen wrestle once or twice. Sean Tyler has wrestled a lot. Uh, Chinstrap Jesus, he did do something pretty epic by, you know, helping my wrestling dad, Briar Wellington, out. That was uh, that, that was pretty epic. But I got to say, even though he's a pompous little fucking prick, I have to vote for Maximilian's punk ass. And I'll tell you why. This guy has collected more championships in the last four to six weeks than anybody around here. They, the UPW, you know, and not, I'm not even FU, Metro Pro. Those titles as well. They uh, he he's tearing it up right now, and I I think out of those selections, Elk saved the fucking universe, dude. It was so close, but I gotta go with the millennial misfit shithead Maximilian. You always talking about kicking me in the face. <laughs> now that Greg is banned from Pro Wrestling Edge, uh, good choice, Greg. Good choice, Greg. Good choice. He understands. He We're not live, though. You can beat me. I'll, you know, I'll give it to you. I love the way he answered. You know, he analyzed each person in there, and you know, he gave a good explanation. I was very fair. I promise, I was. Because actually, Max had it, and when he, Kyle almost. God, because I, I could almost rank them for you, but it wouldn't be fair. But I tell you, man, when Dan started, I started thinking back to the last month because I was like, I didn't know who it was. When you say the person, what comes to my mind that they've done lately in the last month? And why I had to eliminate Heather Blue because I haven't seen her so much. And it's not fair to her because we ain't got a bunch of women for her to wrestle around here. There's, I feel like there's going to be some girls coming. But, man, it's tough, man. These girls got to, you know, keep wrestling each other, you know, or or wrestle dudes, and they usually wrestle dudes. It's just – it's unfortunate. There's just not in our local scene a lot of female talent. And – but, you know, and Sean Tyler, though, he, he's been working a lot. They uh, – the purge was, oh, yeah. You brought, and let's put over Ronnie one more time in this fucking awesome photography. But I actually found out during the day that Ronnie was going to wrestle in that match. And again, it just the way things happen, being the right place, the right time, and being reliable and not sucking. 
I got like a spot with an XI rep. I'm like an XI fucking rep, right? And I'm like, all right, if I want one match, I just want this stupid gold main versus uh, purge match. <laughs> I was like, I already knew. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to do the purge match. And like, I, I ended up and got it anyway. And I had told uh, Burn, he's the head ref there now I, with uh, Dan Tanaka gone now. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I was happy to get that. He's like, Oh man, you you ever want a tag team match? Let me know. I'm always happy to get rid of them. I was like, dude, it meant so much to me to ref that one-off match of Ronnie's. That meant so much to me. Like, dude, wrestling don't owe me shit, but wrestling's been real good to me. And several months lately, I was able to pay my rent with wrestling money, and it's just crazy to me, you know. Make enough money in a weekend to be able to cover the rent. It's again, wrestling don't owe me shit. Wrestling was here long before I was here, be here long after I'm gone. If I sold my ring tomorrow, wrestling would be fine without me. Dude, I, I'm a broken 40 year old dude. I mean, I'm not, you're gonna see me wrestling at AEW. I, I enjoy the opportunities I'm given. I, I was offered an opportunity to ref at Metro Pro. They had three refs there, dude. I'm not gonna take work from another ref. I'm not I'm not out to get myself over. I enjoy doing it. I really do, even though like I'm I have to ignore that there's a bunch of people around actually. <laughs> <laughs> but if actually, I never did it again. If I never did it again from this minute on, wow dude, I took a Death Valley driver from DBA. You know, I I repped on pay-per-view. I never would have dreamt I would have done that. You know, I ref for almost all those companies I said that I rented the ring to. I've refed for almost every single one of them. Capital Pro, Toy, I'm welcome to come out there anytime. I have open invite. I can go there and ref. That, like, man, that means a lot. Uh, Missile Dropkick put me on there um roster when you go to their new app and click on their roster on the first person you see i'm like that's crazy to me dude i'm nobody <laughs> you know but it's pretty cool man man wrestling's been so good to me and i met the greatest people like you guys all you guys and i said man i met jordan and josh because of you guys and the wrestling especially jordan because he was the last one <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and now, now I probably see him as much as anybody, Aaron, probably Brandon. I, you seem to pop up everywhere. We just run into each other, and it's glorious every time. I know who yeah, you see yeah. the least. <laughs> I, know, I know who you see the least. Me too. <laughs> that's so funny because at Horace Flam, I see all the boys and I hug them and I literally said did I not it's so sad Dan is in here did I oh dude Dan's right over there <laughs> we did do that we did do that I forgot because Dan was sitting in the seat and uh, Josh and Jordan were getting beers and we're like yeah, yeah. Seen everybody but you over there I mean, you weren't wrong because usually that's the case. You don't see me, yep. you see all them. 
And then I seen Just Nick on Friday night. And he didn't even realize I was wearing their shirt. Or their shirt. Your shirt. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Represent my friends, dude. I couldn't find my hat. You gotta, when you order hats, you gotta order me a youth size one or a small. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that I was. A little ass nugget. I you got the very last one. Yeah. You had the very last one that Ace made for us, and that's all we had was that size. Well, you gotta get more hats, though. Well, you can get them on uh, Brain Buster Tees, and you can get a size small, medium. I'm not small, medium, though. I'm like extra small, small. He's he's like a his head is the size of a large grapefruit. So he's size head. Dude, we were at this. Uh, the, a customer gave us free tickets to a Tigers game, and we're at this store. It's like right outside of uh, like Ford Field in Comerica. They sell you know merch like Tigers, and they got this clearance rack of hats. And there, dude, my nugget is six and seven eighths. And they had some six and a half that are just a little too tight. And I was like, man, I was digging in there. I was like, man, tell me they got one for a little nugget, dude. And that got me looking over there. Well, do they have one that fits me on the wall? I can't just go to the mall and get a hat, dude. <laughs> You're lucky. I love hats. So I hardly <laughs> ever see my balding head because I'm always wearing a hat or two. So, note, if you ever want to get Greg a hat for Christmas or birthday, go into a kid's footlocker and find them. <laughs> uh, adjustable hats actually fit me. I found that out by accident. He's, like, not even bullshitting now. He's, like, for real, go to a used yeah. fucking Nike for me. I will. Whatever. Steelers or Pirates hats. <laughs> yeah. I love fitted hats, but they just don't fit my head. <laughs> and dude it's crazy like no. everybody sells hats right a lot of guys sell merch hats but and kids buy merch and shit right but actually guys will tell you that don't buy you know a bunch of smalls and mediums because you're not going to sell them you want 2x 3x because most wrestling fans are bigger people I'll tell you what you think right about that that's one thing I I went to UAPW on Thursday down in Toledo and Crash Jackson. This is something I told the guys. He came out there and tore it up. He tagged with uh, Madman Fulton uh, against the Pillars of Michigan, Tommy Vendetta and MM3, and then some other tag team. I wasn't. I don't know who they were. And down there for that. Oh, I, I love it. it. It was a really good first experience. They put on a really good show and. You know, when Crash won the match for their team, every big guy in that place stood up and cheered for him. So, yeah, I can attest to the, the big guy theory. Yeah. They, yeah, we uh, love a whole lot of dude at Pro Wrestling Edge. A7 said, he's like, don't order, don't order a bunch of smalls and mediums, like one or two. You can always order more. He's like, that's what I always have left over. And other guys at Selmers are like that. You always have the small and mediums left over. Don't buy, but three X's and stuff. Like, I wear extra large. When I buy shirts, I buy extra large. You just got to tell me that. I'm not a big dude. He's like a Koopa Trooper. <laughs> I was thinking that from <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I have like a trooper out here with all these hoodies on. <laughs> Big body, little head. Yes, the only man I'll see wearing a hoodie in 92 degrees outside in the summer. Fucking crazy, man. Out yep. there in my hoodie, too. I, yeah, I just, you'll notice it'll look like I gained like 40 pounds, like... No, that's just like six letters. Under we my... need to find Greg a, a referee hoodie. He'd rock that shit all year round. Oh, there you go. Sure would. Thank you, NBC. That hat my wife found for me. That you did you see it? Oh, the top hat. Yeah, with the ref stripes. Yeah. That for me, and uh, so when I refereed at um, Antonio's block party, I uh, Jamie gave me a tag, and it's a, a dog tag necklace with that picture on it. Yep, I, I had I got my dog tag necklace from that day. Yeah, you were the ring announcer. That's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I really popped for that. Greg, do you have a social media or email that you want to give to people to reach out to for ring rentals or anything? Greg Caton Jr. And I say, I mean, I'm not being mean, but, like, I don't do yard or party. Like, you can't break your best friend's neck in my ring in your backyard. That doesn't work for me. I did some yarding. I, you know, and I enjoyed it. And actually, someone did get hurt. So, like, we rent in the ring. It was all wood from this guy I think from Canada and it was like for three hours or something like that two or three hours six it was expensive and the ropes were hoed but you know we they videoed it but dude this kid hits his brother in the back with a chair and the like piping around the outside catches him in the back and it splits his nugget wide open and they're grown it's in their parents' backyard, dude. His mom has to rush him to the hospital. And he tell him he's backyard wrestling. Dude, they just stapled his nugget shut. He went to the ER and was back in less than 30 minutes with his nugget stapled shut. Well, this idiot. Paca, paca, paca. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, his mom's like, this is it. You'll never do this here again. But, I mean, you know, people get carried away and want to do some crazy stuff. And... I only rent using train guy. Nothing wrong with that. Definitely, obviously, I would definitely say your smartest choice in in uh, the predicament for sure. After hearing that terrible of a story with a dumbass like that, like, you never know, dude. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had read the one time as I, you know, do anything. I was just my dream to be in a ring, you know. I wanted to do when I was real little. I wanted a driver's license. I always wanted a real wrestling belt and a wrestling ring. And it's funny. It's really funny when I was going to buy a wrestling ring for all the wrong reasons. I put it in the backyard to play with Bradley. A little <laughs> backyard one. And then a year later, I saw one for all the right reasons. It's been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Does anybody else have anything for Greg or anything that they want to say before we uh, wrap it up? I'll just say, you know, from uh, that day we took that picture outside of the PWAS, we said unity from, you know, that day forward, 
Greg, you've always been a part of PWE's life. You are a part of PWE, and uh, we all love you, man. Yeah, true that, man. And I, I always oh. love getting a hug from you every time I get to see you, man. It's always a good, good, how do you do? I'm definitely a one of my favorite people to always see at the show is you, man. Always love you like your brother. You're definitely part of PWE. Thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your day and hanging out with us. We got to do this more often. We need to get you to World of Games with us next time. That's what we need to do. Where's but that? It's over at Southgate. It's a pretty cool place. We were just there. It was a lot of fun. We were there for Brandon's birthday. It was pretty nice. cool. Hit us up with Wrestler of the Month. Your choices are out. Sean Tyler, Chinstrap Jesus, Top Gun, and Heather Blue. We know Greg chose Top Gun for his Wrestler of the Month. Who are you going to choose? Get your name tossed in the hat. Win some free merch. Also, don't forget, if you have pictures of yourself in our merch, pictures with us that you've had at shows, or anything else like that, hit us up. Throw them to us so we can put this video together and have a pretty badass collage for the end of the year. Peace and love, everybody. Pro Wrestling Edge would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rune Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist. Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.